do you think of Bone Echo? Obviously, it's a more compelling storyline for a guy with very little experience to suddenly be one of the best in the world. Like, that is captivating. This guy's 4-0, and and he's going right to the belt. I like when the UFC give those people chances. Like, when Macy Barber wanted to be the youngest champ ever. I like when the UFC give people the chance to, like, make history and make records and do some spectacular shit. But do you think they should be fighting other unranked guys on the main card of a pay-per-view? When some people have been fighting for a long, long time, they've been like grinding in cage time. Obviously, if you're recognizing someone as a future star, why wouldn't you want to promote them as soon as possible, right? That makes sense from a promotion standpoint. It's going to help build his star power if you put him on the main card, isn't it? I understand that there's the whole sort of like traditional martial arts ethos of he hasn't earned his place there like all these other guys have. But at the same time, is he not? one of the most credentialed wrestlers we've ever had in the history of combat sports. So he has got a lot of accolades that some of those other guys probably don't. If his fights are entertaining and he's showing a level of skill equal to the people on that card, then I don't really have a problem with it, apart from like the honor aspect of it, you know? Are people actually getting behind him? He's super confident, he talks a lot of shit, and he's like trying to predict what's going to happen. And that is a recipe for success. If he was that good, and he went up against like a top 10 guy, and he was on the main card, you could kind of get it, because you'd be like, well, this guy's obviously here for a reason, and if he puts on like an incredible show against jack hermanson or something like that yeah but like again do you not think if you were dana white and you had an undefeated guy like bo nickel who could potentially be a champion and could potentially get to the top would you just put him on the undercard well yeah but he's like 26 i feel like he just needs to earn that that space rail roses jr it happens his second fight in the ufc he lost because he gassed out because he was probably overconfident and yeah. inexperienced and inexperienced and yeah, he was fine. on the fucking main card as well but bo nickel i'm like I kind of like the idea of the story. It's difficult as well, because obviously a lot of people are going to be like, oh, well, this has happened before. Just look at Brock Lesnar. They immediately put him in. But Brock Lesnar was beating fucking Heath Herring in his like third fight. He was beating Randy Couture. He was beating like guys who'd been around forever and had accomplished so much. Whereas like Bo's not really doing that, but he's getting the push of someone who would be beating people like Heath Herring and Randy Couture. It's like, wow, he's come in four and zero and he's beating the best in that division. But they're just feeding him these guys that they hope that he's going to be if bo nickel wins this next fight which he probably will do then what a co-main event against who i don't give a shit just send him up the ranks as quick as fucking possible if he loses he loses then it's fine like if he gets a reality check he gets reality check then you bump him on the prelims but is this is this not just a classic case of like the ufc desperately trying to find someone to replace someone like hamzat jamayev i've forgotten that guy's name already do you see some guys like literally completely replaced him as well got like the same name and everything (laughs) hamzat borgs smith yeah (laughs) do you feel like fans miss him do you feel like fans want him to come back i i think that's a really awkward thing about this whole scenario i think they would have if he didn't just fuck up that nate diaz fight because he was on the precipice of doing something really fucking cool it was a classic changing of the guard you had the new star the old star that's essentially what nate diaz was doing in his last couple of years he was almost like helping other people you know he didn't have to fight leon edwards but he understood that he was a great fighter that was getting no rub from the UFC and he has been in that situation so many times before where the UFC wasn't giving Nate a platform to be a star. If he did go in there and maul him, it would have been great for his profile. But they didn't. He missed he, weight. He missed weight. And non- nonchalantly missed weight where he didn't give a fuck. And that just goes to show that there only needs one narrative like flip and everyone can turn on you. As easy as it is for everyone to turn on you, you can get everyone back. 
you can get everyone back, but he hasn't had the chance to because he's not fought. He's like Paddy. You know, everyone turned on him because of that last performance. If he fights again, he, he could say something, he could do something, he could put on like an inspiring performance and completely flip everything around. I mean, his fight with Gilbert Burns as well was kind of insightful. Did that fight also break a level of invincibility for him as well amongst the fans, do you think? The mythos and the, the invulnerability factor of his story, I think it adds like a, a bunch of credit uh, to his ability to go through adversity and show that he's just more than one round pick you up dump you on your head and then beat you and then submit you it shows that he has more in the locker than than we've previously seen where the hell is he i know we don't have all the details and there's obviously some like political stuff going on there's never really been this kind of a situation where a fighter has been taken out of competition by things that seem to be beyond his control had his passport taken away when does that ever happen especially with like a rising star well not only where is he when he comes back whenever that will be where does he even fight is he 170 is he 180 because he's always he seems very keen on social media he right? calls he's, everybody out he's calling everyone out did dana tell us that no he's moving up when you miss 170 as horrifically as he eight did, pounds was it are you really gonna let him fuck that up again the truth is though with basic marketing they can do whatever the fuck they want if they decided tomorrow that he was going to return the middleweight division to fight Robert Whittaker, they could promos to say he's coming back, that a sleeping giant is awakening. One of the best promos of all time in the UFC was the return of Brock Lesnar. Can you see me now? What the fuck did that mean? Even Joe Rogan said, what the fuck does that mean? If they had a similar sort of silhouetted promo of Hamzat Chamayev finally making a return, it really doesn't matter who he fights. They've built the star and he can do whatever the fuck they want to do. And that's what I'm talking about when it comes to how the UFC are marketing their stars and marketing the power of their stars is they're not giving anyone but Brock Lesnar the Brock Lesnar treatment. You can do so much with so little because the truth is the bar with all of this is so goddamn low at the moment. Our enthusiasm for it is only at the level at which they give it to you. It does show you the star power of Chamayev and the fact that he kind of is just doing what he wants to do and the UFC are kind of just letting him do that. He can just fight at 170 if he wants to fight at 170. He could fight at 185 if he wants to fight 185 and challenge a top contender like Robert Whittaker. I mean, all the conversation has been leading to the only fight that makes sense for Chamayev now is Robert Whittaker. It's like, well, why not any of the top 15 of the middleweight division? Yeah. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of rumours going around that he was firstly fighting Paulo Costa at middleweight and then that never come to fruition. Obviously, they had all the runnings at the apex and then recently it was that he was actually staying at 170 and he was going to fight Usman. It's like not only is he not in the sport, it's no clearer to when he's coming back and who he's fighting. There's massive stakes of Hamza because he's undefeated. He talks a lot of trash. There's like title implications on the line for him. So like every Hamza fight, there's a lot going on. There's a lot that on the line. Which makes him incredibly popular. He can have dominant performances. He can have firefights. What he is, he's a callback to what we love about the UFC and MMA. He's a fighter. He's this entity that has just emerged out of the darkness and is just wiping the floor with the people that we've known and loved for a long time. You know, and that's the difference between Chamayev and someone like Bo Nickel is Chamayev has earned it through blood, sweat and tears, whereas Bo is being given it by the UFC. And that's why we like Chamayev so much is because the guy has ripped it from everyone 
that he's been put in the cage with. Yeah, and he's so dominant. I know Bo Nicholas, but Hamzat's also violent and people love the violence that comes with it. Before the Gilbert fight, it was like, oh my God, this guy is like Superman. Like he can just pick people up and carry them across the cage like we've never seen before. There's like some supernatural quality. I don't think Li Jingliang realized that the fight had started though. <laughs> <laughs>